Now, Talk Zone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Welcome to the Two Guys at a Mic Show, TalkZone.com. Thank you for joining us on a beautiful Monday here in the fine city of Chicago. What a weekend it was in the world of sports. My goodness, how do we recapitulate everything that happened from the NBA playoffs to Major League Baseball with the interleague play? A lot of natural rivalries, too, including right here in the city of Chicago. The White Sox taking on the Cubs. You got the whole NATO thing going on. We here in Chicago... uh, you gotta got to give us a little bit of a break because we are kind of NATO-induced here in Chicago. I know it's not quite as big a story in other areas, but it certainly is here in the city of Chicago with the protesters and more. So we got sports. We got NATO to talk about. We'll jump off the sports page. All kinds of things. It's the big dog and the coach with you right up until 11 o'clock. Another award-winning week of programming. Thank goodness we don't still have the laugh trap to go along with that. Here in the TalkZone.com, a little bit of music and then... We'll kick off on the 35-yard line. Get started. Thank you very much, producer extraordinaire David Olson. On the other end of the window pane on the other side of the glass, our producer extraordinaire and his cast of thousands. Actually, it's just him. All alone on our limited budget show. Let me welcome in my good partner, Joel Radwanski and Big Dog. Uh, got to find out how your weekend was. I got a feeling it was quite eventful. How are you, my friend? Everything good, I hope. Yeah, I'm, I'm just lucky to be uh, home alive, to be quite honest with you. Uh-oh. If I could tell you, this weekend was unbelievable for me. It, it was I, I had a feeling, of, even though I didn't talk to you, I just had a feeling that it was quite eventful. Now, uh, you, you were mentioning that NATO was in. You know, I, I was doing tours down on the river, yep. and because of this, there was a lot of areas of the river that were, um, the best thing I can tell you, there was Coast Guard and Chicago police and federal people all over the place mm-hmm. in downtown Chicago. One of my one of the guys that is my uh, uh, tour guide with me is one of the assistants. He was staying at his aunt's house. It was right by Water Riders. I mean, it's right there. There's an excellent view of downtown of the city of Chicago. She was way up on a high rise with a clear view of everything downtown. It's freaking phenomenal. Well, on Friday night, I'm now giving tours, and all I can tell you is there's there's Coast Guard all over the place. They're they're coming talking to us. They're making sure that I'm not full with a bunch of people that are you know going to blow the place up. On Friday night, I went out with six people who were the dumbest human beings I've ever went out with in my entire life. It's the first time I've ever done a tour. Where I started, uh, like making fun of the people doing the <laughs> tour, and they had no idea what was going on. Uh-huh. These people couldn't wait for the tour to get over with. I was like, "Hey, your kayak's on fire!" And the person was like, "Oh, that's nice." <laughs> I, like, at the end, I got like legitimately. I, I, at the last stop, this is the first time I've ever done that. I'm like, "You guys don't really seem too enthused, so we're going to head on back." They're like, "Okay," and and my the assistant was like, "That was the worst people we've ever dealt with." But just to let you know, in the middle of this, I had the walkie-talkie going, and next thing I know, I hear somebody say. Someone's in, in in Chinatown. Someone's in in Chinatown. A Coast Guard boat goes around the corner from the main stem to the south branch going to Chinatown, doing at least 35 miles an hour. They cause four-foot waves. So I'm on the water with six <laughs> idiots, okay? 
I mean, imagine the six drooling idiots, idiot people that it took us like a half hour to get someplace that normally takes us five minutes, and all of a sudden I have four foot waves. My whole point was we're not coming back with all six of these people. That's what I was thinking at first. Okay. Well, they, they, all it's funny when that wave started coming, I told them they're going to go in. They listened to everything I had to say after that. It was pretty funny, coach, at that point. So they followed directions. They rode the wave. It was all good. Now, were these, the way, were they, these they, NATO they related? Were they like NATO related tourists on the kayak or was this just some of your normal clientele that happened to be a little bit, uh, how shall we gently put this behind the Drunk. tents? They were a bunch of drunk Polish people. How about ah, that? I'm Polish, so I can say that. That right? sounds. So if, if you ask some people, that sounds like the uh, NATO contingent representing Poland. Sorry, cheap you shot. Can't make that joke. Cheap shot. You can't Sorry make that joke. That. Yeah, you're right about that. Sorry about okay. that. Okay. So huh. well, that is that's the that's the, the low light of the weekend. Friday night, you know, do a few things. No big deal. Well, uh-huh. uh, Saturday comes, and this is when all the NATO people start. The protesters are starting to fill into Chicago. I do a 10 o'clock tour, okay, get out, and I literally, I'm going to a, a casting call that is on at, at Kincaid's on the north side. And it's for Comcast Sportsnet. It was, it's awesome. David Olson, making sure I don't miss out, alert, alerts me of it. I do appreciate that, David. And David's going to love this part of the story. The producer for the television show emailed me the day before. I was like, hey, I don't, if you think you know baseball, you might want to show up at Kincaid's Joel. So, you know what I mean? I think I might have a chance to actually make in the show, Coach. What? Uh, so it was tryouts for a particular show or just kind of open tryouts for potential people? It was a casting call for the show. What show? And, and a baseball, I don't know what it's called, to be honest with you. Okay. I, the one that David sent me was the most professional one, and that's the batter's box. But the, the actual producer was just like, hey, you think you know baseball? It was, it was like a smile at the end. Show up for this casting call, and you'll be on the show, basically, is what it said. So mm-hmm. I uh, I went to – and here's the thing. So that basically means I got the gig. Wouldn't you think, Coach, if I just show up, right? Um, I'm a little unclear of the entire concept, but I'll, I'll take your word for it's it. a game show. Okay. A, a producer of the game show says, hey, go to a casting call for this game show. So, like, when I get this, and I, I'm thinking if I show up, I will be on the show. I mean, what? I'll have to ask David. I knew if I talked too fast, you weren't going to get it. Cause well, I, 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 you know, I was day, picturing a casting call. I was picturing, like, it may be for you as the host. But oh, you're talking no, about no, you're fault. trying out as a contestant. Oh, for... my fault, Coach. You're exactly right. My okay. Fault. Okay. So my now fault. it's now it's setting into pace a little bit. Sorry about that. My, my fault. My fault. That's You're totally right. I should have clarified that much. Because I would try out for a host of a show like that. Oh, yeah. Contestant. So you think you know baseball. Piece of cake. You're a man. I don't know if you put this in your resume because you're a – Modest man by nature, but uh, the only person I believe in the continental United States who has stumped the Schwab not once but twice. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, that really hasn't panned out to me too well since I mean the all-time <laughs> money winner in the history of ESPN hasn't really panned hasn't out. Hasn't panned out all that well for Schwab either. You don't hear much about him anymore. No, no, no. I, I follow him on Twitter. I'm one of 42 followers and never followed me back, so I, I, I just I'm, <laughs> I'm not kidding. He had 42 followers. Now he's got 41. He should have followed me back. Uh, <laughs> But, <laughs> uh, well, I, I'm there with a, a guy that works for me, one of my assistants, Keith, and like I said, he's staying at his, his aunt's house, and we were deciding we're going to have a little bit of a drunken weekend. Well, uh, Idris has to meet me because he needs to take a picture of me in the This Year Man outfit 
in order to put on the new trailer that was released yesterday. Did you see it, the trailer yet, Coach? I have actually, uh, I have seen it. I watched it, both. Both the okay. Fisher Man and the uh, World's Greatest Deadbeats. Okay, so so you did see me with the interrogation scene with the Sox fan? Yes. Okay. Well, he needed a couple pictures of me to do it. So I have to go down there in the this chairman outfit to, in order to meet Idris after I do this tour, blah, blah, blah. So, so I'm really busy. Well, one of my buddies was like, you're dressing like this going on the north side? And he was totally embarrassed. Well, next thing you know, he just, I get out of the car and I start walking down Armitage. And every five, every five steps, there's like some hot girl, oh, my God. And then, and then I'm, I'm talking to everybody. All of a sudden, he's like, holy shit, he's walking right next to me. He goes, hey, hey, I'm with him. I'm with him. It was funny. Like, 10 seconds earlier, like, I wanted nothing to do with me. <laughs> well, after we take all the pictures with Idris and stuff, it all works out. And now we got to go do the casting call. So I, I met Idris right by King Cage, just so it would be easier for me. And the guys are like, no, you got to go in. And he was like, yeah, go in like that. I'm like, no, I, I'm on this show. Do you realize that the producer emailed me to show up here today? The fact that I would go in there like this would actually make it more difficult. Do you, you see where I'm getting at, Coach? Now they're like, this dude's a freaking lunatic. I walk into the, the – they talked me into it, and plus I didn't want to walk all the way back to the car. I walk into the bar, and I'm not kidding you. <laughs> the place lit up like a freaking firecracker, Coach. It, that's all I can tell you. I mean – there was because it's so, all guns and White Sox fans. So okay. you're, you're, you you showed up for the casting call in your this year man outfit. Okay. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay. And I, and I realized I'm like this. I'm actually risking getting on the show now. And yes. I'm sure David Olson was like, "What are you thinking? There, you're on the show. Why don't you just answer the questions and go home and act normal?" I was thinking that the whole time. But when I walked in, it was definitely worth it. I go off to the casting call part, and they're like, "Oh, obviously you're a Cubs guy." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm a Cubs guy." They give me the question, the first question. I'm like, hey, you know, this is wrong. The way you were the first question. <laughs> swear to you. I'm like, no, I'm like, oh, I'm really. Well, anyways, I, I answer the questions. And so I, I guess I got enough right that I am now eligible, luckily, out of the ten. The, those, no one, no one will get more than four right. I got seven. I don't think there's anybody. If you get more than four right, you do belong on the show is the best thing I can tell you. So they, they were not all Chicago Cup questions? They were all Chicago Cup questions. Oh, well, then you're all set. My, how many you're all set. Forget Cubs. about being. You, you should be the, the damn host of the show. Well, that's what. Well, no, and the other ones, and their Cubs and White Sox questions. It's, it's Chicago oh. baseball. Yeah, still. Okay. But still. my point. I'm going to be really strong on the show. I inter, then they after I had gotten up, I was like, okay, we're gonna we'll actually see how good you are in front of a camera. And then I said all the right things. You know, I was like, I'll be on time. I'll listen to what you guys have to say. I'm ridiculously competitive. Uh, when you put the camera on me, I'm going to act exactly like I do right now, so you don't have to worry about me going into a shell. And just to let you know, I work in this because I'm a diehard Cubs fan. I'm not going to, I don't have to come to the show like this. And they're like, no, 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 you're in, no, you're wearing this. <laughs> so I'm like, son of a, you know what? Well, then when this uh, was, so I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be able to be on the show June 2nd, June 3rd. That's so I'm going to have to miss out on working all one weekend. That's not good for me. So now this is where the story gets good, coach. I will, we go back into my buddy's house. I go shopping in the jewel with the this year man outfit. There's children following me around the jewel. There's children. There's, there's this one kid that's been walking in, okay? It's like, hey, Superman! It was a little girl. She was so cute. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm this year man. And the mom's like, this year man, what are your superpowers? And I'm like, I make sure that children follow their goals this year, man. And the girl's like, mommy, what are goals? <laughs> and I'm like, what? 
Oh, no, it's like, it was, so this girl, I mean, I, it, we hit it off. So we walk in, every, I, going around the, the shopping center, like, women are like, stop it. Oh, why are you dressed like this? And my wife's like, every girl is stopping and talking to you. The, the little girl starts following me around, go, Cubbies! Coach, <laughs> the whole jewel stopped and was, like, following me around, taking pictures with me and stuff, okay? You get, you're getting comfortable where so you're starting to get comfortable wearing that outfit so uh, in public. I'm completely comfortable now. The only thing I have to get comfortable with is the fact that I can't get too comfortable because I really, really, really like Willie the Lilac. And it's all an act. And it seems like 95% of the people who stop me and talk to me are women. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not guys. Guys are like, what the? Like, one out of, like, 10, 20 guys are, <laughs> or people are guys, and they're, like, diehard cuff fans. They take the pictures and all that. But normally it's, like, 45-year-old women who are looking – they're not even looking me in the eyes, Coach. I'm like, you know, my eyes are up here. I say that every once in a while, and mm-hmm. that, that crack, that's the best line I think I have right now. Mm. But, so that works out good. I'm high-fiving the kids as we leave, and it's, it's really good stuff. Well, we get back to the dude's house. We cook dinner, having a few drinks, all that other stuff. And we look down, and I'm like, hey, the protesters, this is 6 o'clock p.m. now. We're doing this. This is 6 p.m. at this point. I'm like, hey, the protesters are going to be going down Lake Street. No, they're not, blah, blah, blah. And I'm trying to explain it. That's Life Street, guys. And like, they have no, uh, like, they don't, they have no bearing of what, like, the streets of the city of Chicago are. So it's kind of hard to explain everything. But still, these, I mean, these guys are sharp kids. They just don't know the, the city. Well, next thing we know, we hear it coming towards us. And we see the people on the roofs in front of the buildings uh, below us, in front of us. And we're like, it's coming right down Jefferson, like the street that the building is on. Well, it was, Coach. And hundreds of people start coming down Jefferson. Now, here's what I want you to distinguish. I thought it was just like an Occupy thing. Okay, you realize that everybody has their own uh, idea of what these protesters are or who they are who, or what they think, what they're representing and all that stuff. So I had my own uh, stereotypes going in. I will admit this. Now, when these people start coming down, you see every different type of protester that you could possibly imagine. It wasn't just a bunch of stinky, long-haired freaks, okay? And I'm not saying those people are wrong. I'm just but I'm talking about you have middle-aged moms with signs that, like, you know, with a picture of their son saying, why did my son die? You know, like, stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. then you have old women, ACLU. I'm like, but you had one segment. Bunch of people wearing the V for Vendetta mask, okay? A bunch. You know the V for Vendetta mask, Coach? You know what I'm talking about? No. It's like an opera mask. There's a movie called V for Vendetta. Okay. And it's when uh, a bunch of... Is this the, like black, the, the Black Brigade? Is that what Joel's referring to? The, the Black Block? Yeah, the Black Block. Is that or is that something different? Yes. that's uh, uh, The story will go on, Coach. Okay. Okay, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Okay. Uh, they're, they're here, like, the, like, they're here to cause trouble. Yep. Okay. They're in the city of Chicago to cause trouble, and I don't know if anything happened last night. I heard it got even worse last night. But we see these people running in a different direction because now we're, they, they finally got to where we were, and they start running, and the cops are specifically, like, w- like, going after the guys in the black. Nobody else, okay? And they're going in all types of different directions. And then all of a sudden they're gone. We don't see them. We're like, they just did something, okay? And we find out later that they were going around. The only people that were doing anything were in these masks, all right? Well, we get on our bikes, and we start following the actual march. As it goes, 
zigzagging its way because the police had all the streets in downtown Chicago blocked out. We have a bunch of video of this, a, a bunch of video of this. Okay, and uh, we're watching the people protest, and I'm like, wow, you know what? There's a lot of like just people that look like you or me, coach, out there. You know what I mean? And it wasn't like how how I envisioned envision it to be. Mm-hmm. I heard languages of all different stuff, and I'm you know I'm listening to, and I'm like, okay, I actually believe what that person's protesting about. I believe what that one is. Oh, okay, there's uh, you know like we need socialism signs, and I'm like, now I'm starting to get hooked up. I'm like, no, no, what? what but do, do you realize what type of evil happens when your country becomes socialist? You know, I'm, I'm, you know what I mean? And I'm kind of getting riled up. And other people, I have, I have to say that 90% of the people in the signs that were out there made sense to me. Like, you know, why are we, like, why are we fighting this war, all this other stuff? I can appreciate that. But when you start having signs for socialism, I, I mean, like, seriously, Coach, I was getting a little, like, angry about it. All right? But I was still trying to remain calm because it's kind of cool because you would see some people walking right next to each other, they have a, uh, like, like, capitalism is a bad sign, another person right next to it, like, we need socialism. So, like, there was, like, two people walking that had totally 180-degree differences in terms of economic policy, yet they were walking down the street together. Reminds me of the Stephen Wright lie. What happens if you put a humidifier or a dehumidifier in the same room? It could be, I don't know, I don't know what ends up happening there. I guess you have those two people walking down the street. Mm -hmm. But eventually, it gets down to Michigan Avenue, Okay. And it gets dark, and it, it stops. So now it's just keeping milling on Michigan Avenue. A lot of people chanting, a lot of people doing other stuff. What ends up happening, I'm just sitting there by my lonesome. And by the way, I was singing. As we were following the protest, there was nobody on the streets of the city of Chicago. No cars were allowed down. There was nothing, okay? Well, this should, this should say no cars were allowed, but if you drove a car down into downtown, you got what you deserved is all I can tell you. <laughs> And I started singing Redemption Song by Bob Marley, Coach. You know that song? No. As loud as I possibly could. The whole city of Chicago could hear it. I sang it twice at different levels. Not one time in one of those protests. What is the, what is the general the motif behind the Bob Marley Redemption Song? It's uh, uh, just a simple fact that you could be manipulated and abused by people, elected officials in power. But if you truly believe that you have your own freedom and can do what you will, you will do that, and eventually you will be free. Okay. Ooh, that's pretty it's deep message. So that's, that's something that the protesters would be in agreement with for the most part, right? Uh, if, you, if, you, if you go home and YouTube that song with the lyrics on it, uh-huh. you're going to be like, that's the perfect song for someone to sing at a protest. Okay. Okay. I sing it as loud as I can. Not one person joins in that is not with my direct group. You would have noticed that. Nobody does. Like, these people, they're not protesters. They're out here just to be a bunch of hippies. The weed they were smoking smelled horrible, Coach. Just want to let you know that. Okay. <laughs> the B.O. was definitely stronger than the weed they were smoking. Because I wanted to, I, that needed to be said. Uh-huh. And, then, uh, and then I stopped. We, I was all in front of Michigan. There were hundreds of people. They're all just sitting there looking. I'm like, hey, how do you guys feel about this? And I start singing redemption song. Nobody joins in. I'm like, these people are horrible out here. Well, we're 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 hanging for another half hour watching stuff were they, going on. They, they, maybe they didn't join you, but did they at least listen no. to you, or did they ignore you, or? Oh, well, everybody just ignored. They just walked around. Some guy came up and started playing the bongos with me. Okay, uh-huh. I'm just looking to see what's what's going on. You know what I mean? And the next thing I know, a guy comes up to me. He's like, oh, Tom. He's like, yo, man. So give me some money. I was, and, he, and it was like weird. I was like, most of the time, people in Chicago don't do it like this guy. And I'm like, I don't have any money. He's like, what do you mean all white people have all the money? 
I'm like, come on, man. If, I don't, if you don't even realize what's going on here, I don't even think you know what's going on in the world, okay? And when I said that, and I'm like, don't get away from it. And when I said that, sometimes, what are you doing? That boy, get away from me. I was like, did you hear what he just said to me? And next thing I know, I swear to you, coach, these people were trying to provoke stuff. I got surrounded within 30 <laughs> seconds. Of, uh, this is no joke. And you know what? The, I can't wait to hear the end of this because this, I have evidence that I didn't do anything wrong. Okay. Next thing I know, there are at least 12 boys, I'm going to call them, with masks on, not afraid to show their face, and they're, like, trying to, like, they're like, you're an effing yuppie scum. I'm like, I'm a yuppie scum. I couldn't believe it. I'm in a white T-shirt, khaki pants, and flip-flops. Besides and not giving... I'm working my whole butt, have my life savings in my pocket. I'm getting called the yuppie scum <laughs> by this SOB. I don't okay. get it. Besides, I must be missing something. Besides not giving money to the uh, fine That's gentleman that was looking money, what That's did you that, do? Well, huh? Well, I just want to let you know. Okay, I did. I, uh, let me. I just, you're exactly right. So, uh, and then the guy, basically, one of them just came, well, are you yelling at that man? I'm like, you don't know what happened. He's like, I saw it all. I'm like, you didn't see anything. Okay, it's basically, and then next thing you know, all of his buddies are like, you're the problem. And I was like, really? I'm the problem? <laughs> and then I was like, my name is Joel Radwanski. I'm man enough to have my face out here. You're all a bunch of... And, I was, and, then, and then next thing, I was like, they're seriously like, they have totally surrounded me, coach. Okay? And they're like bumping into me. And then and they're like, and they were just saying all types of vile stuff. My buddy is like, is separated from me. He's like almost in tears. Okay? From what I used to oh, no, no. Okay? I'm not kidding. I can hear him, like, screaming. That's all I hear is his voice. No! Okay. I didn't know where, Coach. And I am talking smack to all these people. I am talking smack. I'm like, you don't know what you believe in. I was like, if you're, if you're so right about what you believe in, why are you covering your face with a mask if you're that much of a man? One of the guys with the mask, Coach. Very, I, by the way, there's a bike at my waist because I rode a bike down there. Okay. One of the guys with the mask flips his mask up. He came from behind everybody, okay? He comes from behind, and while I'm screaming and yelling, he just taps me on my elbow, like really lightly with one finger. I stopped yelling, and I turn at him and make perfect eye contact with him as more of his buddies are calling me yuppie scum, and I'm getting who knows what else to have. I, I swear I got spit on. <laughs> the guy just has me and says, hey, man, your, your back brake on, is broke on your bike. I can fix that for you. I'm like, all right, man, could you help me? And, the, and then all of a sudden, like, his friends were like, maybe this, and then all of a sudden they just left me. And, and, and then uh, the guy just, like, kind of winked at me and walked away. So I'm like, what just happened right there? And, and, and so when the day ends, my buddies were like, man, you should have done that, man. Why were you instigating all those people? I'm like, I'm just not afraid of them. Who are they to corner me? You know, because we were away from everybody. Police couldn't help me at this point, okay? We were, like, in Grand Park. And we were, uh, I don't know, well, the, we were really close to the rally, but the police couldn't have just got there like, like they typically would everywhere else in the city of Chicago right then. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I explained myself, who are they to try to intimidate somebody? And if you, and like I said again, if you're wearing a mask, how right must your point be? Okay, if you're, too, if you're not willing to show your face when you're wagging your finger, then don't wag your finger, okay? And you know what the beautiful thing is, Coach, when this all started, one of those sons of bitches pushed me in my back. They, they pocket dialed my last dial because of it. The phone went on. All of this is on a, a message recording what they were saying to me and what was going on. It's freaking hilarious. 
So I told Lily this the other night, and I'm like, I explained it to her, and you know how some people might be like, oh, uh, okay, we heard your side of the story, we got to hear the other one. Well, next thing you know, my buddy's like, hey, you called me last night. We played the message. Freaking hilarious, you just hear me. And I'm like getting, you know, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, yeah, I mean, seriously, how much? I had my wife's name in my pocket with me. I made like seven bucks in tips that night. I thought it was a good night, and I'm the one getting called like I'm the yuppie scum. Because I told a guy that, no, I'm not going to give any money, and he starts ripping me that white people have all the money. And I'm the one surrounded after that, getting attacked by a bunch of jackos that have masks on that are not man enough to freaking look me in the eye. Now, yeah, the story took kind of an interesting turn because at first you were kind of, ex- you know, I think explaining to some of the people firsthand how some of the media reports of, you know, the obnoxious small percentage of people not necessarily indicative of the protesters like you explained a lot of you know quote unquote normal looking people with some legitimate messages so i kind of thought you were going to that angle but then all of a sudden the story took a reverse turn and now you're saying most of the protesters acted uh somewhat less than the uh mason dixon no, 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 no. i'm going to tell you that 90 percent of them even if i didn't agree with them march they had their signs and they okay. died no problem there was those people with the masks on that were okay. there to instigate problems. Okay. There is, there is. I think the, the Chicago police, de- I think the Chicago police department would tell you the exact same thing. They do. Those are the people, the, the, the black block, if you want to call them, that group that just came to, uh, really to see, you know, how much confrontation they could get with the, uh, the Chicago police department. So they were also the people that emptied out all the, the bottles of feces and urine. In Chicago, yeah, yeah which they were the, the same people. Yeah. Okay, so those were the people trying to intimidate me. I don't get intimidated. I will. You know what? If I would have died right there, I I still would not have been scared. And that might sound crazy. And yeah. if they would have started beating me with bats or whatever, I still would not have backed down. I don't. I do not back down from people when they try to intimidate me. I don't care what it costs me, Coach. Would have okay. made for a, it it probably would have helped like, our ratings for a you know Monday or Tuesday show. I would have had to find a co-host by Wednesday, but that would have been a good ratings thing for us. It would have been phenomenal. And heck, that, that uh, the, <laughs> the YouTube trailer would have went through the freaking roof. Yeah, just think of the hits. Too bad, Coach. Too yeah, bad. well, you know, you got to make certain I, sacrifices, big dog. No, and so that's why it was just—it was like those guys. And and, and do these? Do they think they're so small? We, you guys are all ignorant. You don't know what's going on. Do you really want? To, if if you're so smart, could explain one country where socialism has ever worked? <laughs> And they all shut up. They don't even know what to say at that point. It's funny. And it's, they have all they like. They, they they think they have figured out everything. Mm-hmm. It's not as easy as you know one two three. And should we be starting all these wars? I really do want us out of all these countries. I don't. I want us to figure out a way to defend the United States of America without us being an imperialist. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm very anti-defense, too, and uh, the two guys at a Mike Sports Talk Show taking a slightly different event here on a Monday. You want to check in, give us a call. Maybe you were one of the protesters down there, Big Dog, giving us a, uh, not live, but about a 12 hours after the fact uh, report. Direct- I was down there yesterday, too, Coach. I'll do it real quick. Yesterday was the big march, and they marched right down Michigan Avenue, Okay. And I made sure to stay out of it. I was with Lily the Lilac and the two other guys. So now the same two other guys, now I'm with my girl. Okay, so I'm not about to get in any type of confrontation that could ever, you know, do anything that would affect her. Okay, and so I made sure I, I kept my mouth shut. I didn't say anything. I just watched and we filmed. 
but the stuff that these people are chanting through the city of Chicago, just, do you want to hear just some of the stuff they were chanting? Okay, and by the way, I, I'm going to work. We have all of these uh, taped, and we'll get them to you on two guys and a mic.com, whatever it was, the two guys, mic.com, whatever. We'll get it out there for you if you want to just hear the different chants. It'll be real quick, but it was just ones like this. Imagine going down the street, and you have thousands of police on each side, and then you have some people that are be more than willing to walk up to the guy like me and be like, you can't be yelling stuff like that in my city. But the guy has the right to do it because the police have blocked off this people like me from going. Now, I wouldn't have said this to 99% of the people. It's just what this one particular guy was blurting with his, with his microphone. By the way, there was people around him that had peace shirts on, and they were screaming, no justice, no peace. Okay, you're wearing a peace shirt. And you're screaming, no justice, no peace. Figure out what you want, okay? Yeah, I mean, I, there's, there's some no justice, okay? no peace. Okay, so they're saying... And they're wearing you're... T-shirts. Okay, no justice, no peace, no racist, police, and then you're wearing a P-shirt. Now, uh, you, I don't care if you say no justice, no peace. If that's what you believe in, go ahead. Just don't wear the P-shirt, okay? Don't walk around like, hey, I'm well, a peace lover. Wait, Unless you, I don't get what I want, then what, I don't love the peace t-shirt, the, what's The T-shirt that they're wearing says what? You no, know what I'm saying, like, like, a couple of the guys had, like, peace emblems. You know what a peace sign is? Coach? Yeah, a yeah. Shirt, right? okay. A peace emblem on their shirt. Yeah. And uh, so I'm just like, I just, I just like, that was, like, so contradictory. We made sure that we got that on video of those guys. So, and well, then, I, could, um, I could actually see it a little bit, you know, that, that they're anti-defense. They don't want people, no, countries no going justice, in. No peace. They're huh? not talking about the police force, Coach. No justice, no peace. They're not talking about... Well, no, I would, the way I imply, no justice, no peace, that if things aren't right, that if justice is not being done, then we are not going to sit back quietly. We are going to create a little unrest until okay, actual so my peace. Point is don't wear a shirt that says peace on it. Well, I have no, you make up your mind. Either no. you're one of civil disobedience or you're one of a radical change. Either or, okay? There's don't be like, oh, I, I believe in the teachings of, of Gandhi and, and Martin yeah. Luther King and Henry David Thoreau. Oh, but I'll bash your face in if you don't believe in mine. <laughs> Make your mind up, Coach. And if you can't if you can't figure out what I'm saying right here, no, I, I, you don't at least get my point of view. Yes. I, I hear what you're saying, and, and it's a legitimate point. I guess if I had to you know, battle for the other side, there is a little bit of an argument, but I understand exactly what you're saying, too. It is an almost humorous contradiction. You realize I want corruption out of our... our uh, see, I was like in the rally in terms of getting corruption out of our government. Other than that, I was, I was outside of the rally, if you understand what I'm, what I'm getting at. Yep. I was like picking and choosing what I was there for. Mm-hmm. And it definitely wasn't to promote socialism. Let me, let me emphatically say that. I was also chanting capitalism... Give it a try, it works. Capitalism. Give it a try, it works. People weren't happy at all when I was yelling that at all. <laughs> oh. But you know what? I was man enough to walk through the place saying it. Okay, chanting it. You know, and people. Some people are like, yeah, this guy's got balls. Okay, because walking through there chanting that. If you don't have a set, you can't do something like that. That's even more difficult than walking down Armitage, with around a bunch of boutiques. In a, in a bunch of blue tights and red boots, trust me, Coach. It's much more difficult. <laughs> By the way, just to uh, clarify, because a couple of emailers have wanted to know, just to make sure now, during uh, the two incidents that you have rubbed elbows among other body parts with our fellow protesters here, you were not wearing the This Year Man outfit, correct? No, I was not, and they were, my buddies wouldn't let me. That would have been interesting, one of them by the way. to be my publicist, and he's like, I will refuse um, 
to work for you if you do that because I, I, I basically you don't want to get this your man involved in something like this. And yeah. he's like, especially the way you act. Would have now, been interesting. I, I'm not sure how it would have gone over. It sounded like you already had a rather adventurous weekend, but the this year man outfit it could have even become more adventurous. Yeah, it, it would have been. It would have been really good. Now it was. It was funny. It's one of my buddies, and I, and I, I, I texted him a picture. Uh, he's of your brethren, coach. He's of your clan, and uh, <laughs> and and he was all for the Occupy stuff. And then he doesn't realize that the Occupy stuff means that we get out of Israel forever. Okay. And leave Israel on its own. That's what that's occupied. There's no reason for the U.S. military at all to fund Israel or have troops there, according to them, whatsoever. They need to get out. So all of a sudden, he was like, he didn't know this, and I explained this to him, and all of a sudden now he's 100% against Occupy. <laughs> so I thought that was, I find, I won't use his name, but there's only, and it isn't you. So if you anybody who knows me can limit it down to about five people that I talk to daily that it, that could possibly be. So I, I found that a little strange, Coach. Like the pick and choose. Like I, he was doing the pick and choose protesting like I was doing. Mm-hmm. Well, you just it, described. I mean, there were a lot of people down there. It wasn't like they all had one agenda. message that they wanted. There were a lot of people with a lot of different messages. You explained some of them were very good messages. So. You know, it, it wasn't like it. So to some extent, there was a pick and choose of the protesters. Uh, I, you might have agreed with some of the messages. You might have disagreed. Now, the, there was a Pakistani contingent. Okay. And what, so what happened was I, uh, I got on the bike and I let these guys down Indiana and I, we got in front yeah. of the protest yesterday. Now, actually, from what yesterday. I heard, the Pakistani contingent, it was a cricket game playing at, being played on Grant Park field number three. And they just got swept up by the protesters. So I don't think that was a Pakistani protest group. It was actually a cricket game that got swallowed up. That, that possibly could be. But they were upset at the drone attacks in Pakistan. The U.S. has been having drones going oh, yeah. over and, and, and taking people out. Yes. Okay. And everybody was mad at me for, uh, like, the humor that I had tried. And it was funny. When I was yelling stuff, the police all weekend were cracking up. I mean, the police were laughing everything I was yelling out. Okay. Well... <laughs> When the Pakistani people came by and I read the sign, I'm like, hey, 95% of the time they get the right guy. And even the Pakistani people, one of the guys smiled. Like, thank you. Now you get it, right? 5% of the time they get the wrong dude. It's not good. Hey, I'm just walking home from uh, my cricket game and all of a sudden there's a, you know, an M4 at my butt. That's not comfortable, coach. So, yeah. uh, so you can, uh, you just start naming out every single association worldwide i heard protests in 15 different languages yesterday and they they said there was only a thousand people there so i'll let you know that when the the protest ended at balbo i got onto a bike went down indiana and biked my butt off okay i got the 19th street and that's where it started so if you're telling me that from basically 18th because it would have taken me about the way they would have walked about a block okay from how fast i went down there from 18th to Balbo, so from basically 12 city blocks, elbow to elbow on each side of the street, that's only a 1,000 people. That's what the Chicago police said yesterday. Because if that's only a 1,000 people, they had at least 5,000 police, policemen out there, and that, they weren't outnumbered 5 to 1, the police. Uh, it was the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 the numbers that they're throwing around are totally, like, it's like, uh, I think they're purposely lowering them is what I'm saying, Coach. Good or right, right or wrong or anything like that, but 
I, I was glad I went down there. I saw a lot of stuff, and I thought it was just going to be a bunch of people talking about, oh, we got to destroy Wall Street and all that. And uh, I was surprised that that was a, a very, very small part. And I'm glad mm-hmm. the we need socialism part was a really, really small part of it, because mm-hmm. every time I saw that, I wanted to go up there and start like, just talking to these people. Like, hey, do you really want... You're upset that our government has too much control now, and now your idea to, uh, for the solution is to give them more control? And that's what I'm trying to explain this season, but I couldn't, you know. Sometimes so, the desire for socialism is just a maybe a slight overreaction with their upset at the uh, the ills of capitalism. So you have to give uh-huh. them a little bit of a break there. And the ills of capitalism aren't because people have the, the right for free trade and free commerce. It's because the elected officials manipulate stuff. That's, well, that's why capitalism is, is bad. But without some controls, without some regulation, the free capitalism and the right to make their money and the right to do this can lead to uh, you know certain groups, certain people, certain companies no, no. getting huge, huge profits while so many others... If you have the better product, let it be, Coach. Well, maybe. The problem is, the problem is, is we have too much control from government officials, and all of a sudden, the best aren't getting rewarded, and the worst are getting free stuff, and then the whole cycle begins. And then, oh, it's okay, because the best ones, they'll be able to deal with it. And then, and then you know, 50 years later, we're in a, a situation where companies decide whether or not, hey, you know, we'd be, we'd be better off just shutting down than actually trying to make more money. Hmm. Eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. Haven't thrown the phone number out there. Anybody listening to the Big Dogs up close and personal? I had a great weekend too, but not nearly. I would have much if I knew you were going to do all that. I would have uh, hibernated with you and your buddies this weekend. Just followed you around with my little. Uh, Ah, who even cares about the cell phone camera? I would have just inc- enjoyed the up close and personal. But uh, anybody listening to the Big Dog, you were down there. You have thoughts, comments, positive, negative, anything in the vast in between. Eight 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 four six three sixty seven forty eight triple eight four six three six seven four eight. Big Dog, I wrote three comments now. One, one is uh, that it bothers me that the conservatives, uh, uh, ultra right wing people, just write off the protesters as a bunch of, you know, out-of-work people that got nothing better to do and cause trouble. Uh, and that's their general image of them. And as you just uh, explained, 90% of those people, that's not the case. So that really bothers me. And I don't want to be hypocritical here. I know that's not true of the entire ultra-right-wing conservative group, but there is a large block that simply write the protesters off as what I just explained, you know, that Hippie guys out of work. They're just there to cause no trouble. That bothers me. Number two, I thought the Chicago Police Department, considering the heat, considering the tension, the 12-hour work days, I don't even know if they got a lunch break or not, uh, I did a phenomenal job. From what, and maybe you could speak to it even closer. Amen. Amen. I mean, there were so Absolutely. many opportunities for the police to really lose it and to get out of control. And I remind everybody behind the uniform, the Chicago policemen and women, they are people. Okay, they're the neighbors. They're human beings, just like us. They're people we see at the White Sox games, Cubs games. I mean, they, you know, they can lose it too. But I thought uh, they did a tremendous job of keeping their composure under adverse conditions. Uh, and I want to tell you something. No matter uh, what your take is on how I explain the protesters, whether you're upset that I made them sound whatever, or you're upset that I actually gave them a little bit of credit, either way, because you, you either got to, you have to be on one side of the fence on this. I will say this: those people do have some rhythm. Because right when we got there yesterday, when it when it was starting, 
there were, there were, okay, let me explain this. There were, uh, half the police were in their normal stuff, okay? Like their normal policeman's garb. And about a quarter of them were in full-out riot gear, and about a quarter of them were about to get into riot gear extremely quick, if you know what I'm talking about, Coach. Mm-hmm. So, like, and there was vans everywhere that had different X's all over them, like on tape, and one of my buddies I was like, that's probably the one with all the gear, that's the one with the tear gas, that's the one with the people in it. Uh, so, we like, we knew that the, the police funneled everybody to the right spot, the, exactly like you said. They never overreacted on anything and, and raised the tension. I, w- I just wanted to see what would happen. The, there were no protesters around, but there was still police lined in the streets. And I yelled out, 68 convention! And I saw one dude really carefully turn around and look to see who said it. Like, whoever said that's an idiot. <laughs> so, uh, but after one part, when, uh, one of the, when we first got there and saw the protesters go by, our first comments, one of the police turned around and one of them said to me, hey, thanks a lot, guys. And, like, it meant it because, like, we, like, thank them. I, I can't even explain how good of a job they did in terms of the organization beforehand. Because, mm-hmm. honestly, what the police men and women did yesterday, all they did was stand there and, and endure a lot of heat and deal with, uh, with people yelling at them. But the protesters did say one thing that I thought was pretty funny. They started a chant, and it went like this, you're hot, you're cute, come on, we'll have to take off that suit because they were with their, their, uh, their body armor suits. <laughs> yeah. I thought that one was pretty funny. They were chanting that down in Michigan. I thought that was yeah. funny. I think the one that, that I liked a... the best was, hey, Rami Emanuel, take your ass and go to hell. I liked that one the best. And yeah, uh, well. to be quite to be quite, quite surprised, the whole group of Obama, who would have thought in the whole Occupy there would actually be a group of Obamas? They all had the, and they were they were white, black, people of all races, <laughs> and they were wearing the Obama shirt. Oh, boy. You know what I mean? Who are you? I thought it was like Occupy, a bunch of leftists. All of a sudden, it was a group in this whole thing, and like all this list of everything that Obama has done that is bad for this country. I was like, wow. You know, it's too wow. bad they weren't out there. I was, like, I was here to, to – people still complaining about the Bushes being in office. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was I was thoroughly amazed when I saw that. I, I was, like, dumbfounded. And Jamin was out of freaking video at that point. I'm like, this is probably the most shocking thing we've seen all day long. So, you know, with the variety of people you just described, it's almost too bad that gathering was there for a quote-unquote social purpose. If, if that would have been like a party instead, can you imagine like a huge backyard party with that varied of a clientele of people? It'd be a hell of a time. You get a keg of beer, no policemen around, I in a real large, big alcohol, backyard, in a swimming pool, big dog, I think a good time would be had by all. I think keeping people Alcohol out of the people is the best thing to do because I got kind of, I was drunk on Saturday. I got a little inflamed, Coach. So yeah. that it wouldn't have been a good idea. <laughs> then, then the whole give peace a chance thing would end. Just to let you know, I don't. It got hot yesterday. What I mean by hot is like people started acting a little bit of a fool, and it was funny. right before it happened. I like like I told Lily, hey, let's go. We leave, and I am not kidding, Coach. A minute after we leave. We're taking the detour because we were leaving Cermak, which is right by our house, but we had to go around because they had shut Cermak off completely. And right when we did this, do you know those, they have these new things for crowd control now. I know David Olson, he's a sadist. I'm sure he knows these things. There's these massive speakers that they put on top of these trucks. And if the crowd gets out of control, a sonic, like, wave comes out of it, and it's so ear-piercing that you have to run. And if you're in it for, like, three or four minutes, you could go deaf. That's how bad it is. Wow. And I if, not... if, you, if, you, if you hear it for a minute, 
you will, but it's only it's a short wave. So it's like if you if you get it hit by it, you can get out of it without being around. But you know what I'm saying? But you can't handle. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, no, and I'm surprised they haven't heard more about it. And the the two words that come to mind once I got over the shock of hearing that is lawsuit. Well, well, the whole point is if you're in the middle of a crowd and they tell you to disperse and you don't, then they turn these things on. Well, right when it started getting hot yesterday, Lily and I leave, and I'm not kidding you, they had four of these trucks surrounded by Army vehicles flying down canal, flying coach. Like, we had to slam on our brakes before we got hit by these things, okay? And they were going directly to the crowd. The sirens were on and everything. So after that, we heard that, like, people started acting kind of stupid. They brought those trucks in, and everybody stopped. Because everyone... Because that segment, that black block that we were talking about, they go around the world and they cause trouble at these events. And, that, and as soon as they saw those things, they're like, okay, they won. Chicago's got the sound wave thing, so we're done. But so they can't even, like, they are, like, this whole social media thing, like, they plan out all these events. They don't realize that, like, 100 people on their social media are actually, like, police members. They were all, everything was, like, mm-hmm. totally in control by the Chicago police. Somebody said that I'm just finishing your, your, your call, Coach, or what you said. I heard somebody say while we were leaving, man, these Chicago police are pros. That's all I can say. That's exactly what they were. It was so well done the first two days. I yeah, they, they were prepared for it, and they had been uh, talked to and counseled fairly extensively about, uh, you know, you're going to face adverse conditions. Uh, it's going to get tense. You have to keep under control, keep your composure. For the most part, they did that. Now, Big Dog, one of the uh, overall complaints of the protesters is just the, not necessarily the behavior of the police department, but the police presence. It's like, hey, and I'm not, I'm just presenting their standpoint or their uh, viewpoint. You know, we're, we're out here making a protest, making our statements, doing some chants and stuff, protesting free speech. Last time we checked, is legal in the United States. Why do we need all these policemen all around in their armor? It just elevates the tension of everything. Uh, what if there were no policemen around? Just let the protesters do their thing. Um, Coach, if you aren't aware of what has happened at previous NATOs and G8s, and I, I completely understand what you're saying because I remember leaving a dead show one time, and there's never been a riot ever at one dead show. Yep. And all of a sudden, the Chicago police had like a hundred horses filing us out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I've never felt more tension ever at a dead show than I did at that moment. I was like, it's the yeah, police. That's I think exactly. One hundred percent, this is the actual police that are causing this tension. Right. And uh, but yesterday, I gotta be honest. Like I said, like I said, ninety percent of the people there are Americans. They have the right for free speech, and a lot of those uh, Americans that were walking there were veterans, or they were parents who had lost a son or a daughter in, in one of the recent wars. And you know what I mean? They have every right to go and give back their medals or put a picture of their son or daughter on a on a on a on a plaque and walk and say, "Hey, why did my child die?" Like I said, there was that there were there and there were people instigating stuff there. Straight up, there were people instigating stuff. And if there might have been, it could have been something like out of Fight Club where maybe a couple businesses got destroyed or something like that. It wouldn't have been, and then who knows what happens after that. And if you say no, it never would have happened, Joel. After being down there, the Chicago police without question needed to be there. And if mm-hmm. they were not there, those idiots 
would have done something. And I am 100% positive about it, Coach, because they were lighting off like I'm 80s. They, who knows? They, they were there to cause trouble. There was a segment there specifically to cause trouble, and there's not, I'm 100% positive. Okay. Big Dog, uh, down at the protest in NATO in Chicago uh, the entire weekend. Again, you're listening. You want to make some comments on it, 888-463-6748. By the way, Big Dog, connection or not, NATO, I believe, was formed back in 1949 since NATO was formed. Since NATO was formed, the Chicago Cubs have not won a pennant. I don't know if we want to make the connection there. But that's a lot of years. More than coincidence? Dot, dot, dot? Uh, it, it, it might have something to do with it. I'm just it, it saying. It has something to do with it. I'm just saying, possibly. Let me let me throw this uh, maybe as a concluder to that, and we'll try to sneak in maybe two minutes of sports talk. But I don't know about you, Big Doe, but I'm torn at times uh, with the concept of NATO and just overall the philosophy of military and defense. And I'm, as you know, tend to be uh, much more of a dove, and, and I don't want to say anti-military, but I tend to be in the liberal vent where we get into too many wars. So I'm, in general, I was, against... I was at the liberal vent because it wasn't the liberals that used to always get us in the war, so how did that change, yeah, by the way? All right, but, okay, but here's so my point, here's my point. As, as much is, against it as... The liberals are always right in your, in your vent. They're always right in your vent. That's so not I true. Try to remind everybody that's that. That's not true, but that's not the point in this particular case. What the, the quandary that I think myself and many others are in as against defense and invasion in other countries as we are, okay, then you look at what goes on, uh, you know, recently in Libya, in Syria, when you see these horrible things happening to innocent people in other countries. You know, do we take the, you know, approach of just, you know, absolute no military intervention, or where does just the humanistic thought, view action come into where you know nato can do a, a group of country be it nato or some other organization come together and do give some not only humanitarian but military aid so that innocent people aren't getting killed what was um the don Cheadle movie uh david olson the hotel rwanda yes that captured you know now obviously that's not as recent as syria or libya but that's even more of an extreme case where all those innocent people so I'm torn between being anti-military and then when there's situations like that, do, you know, should we go in and fight and kill people and defend and hope in saving innocent people? You know what? There is, there is something to be said about peace through superior firearms. Ronald Reagan was able to keep us out of wars, yet if people started acting a fool, how many, how many missiles did he send at Muammar Gaddafi's butt? And all of a sudden, you know what, Muammar Gaddafi, like, Obviously, he didn't get him out of the regime, but if you remember, Muammar Gaddafi was threatening Egypt. I mean, it was, there was all types of stuff going on. They had the whole line of death. I forget what parallel it was. I think it was like the 42nd. I, I really, I, I appreciate that form of, of, of government. If you're gonna impose, if you're gonna be like a dictator and you're gonna do crazy stuff to your people in the regime, hey, let's do something to knock them out. Uh, can I, can I but throw one add in to world, that though? though, coach? No. We're in a different world. It's, I don't want to be in Afghanistan, but I don't want to be in Iraq. But you know what? I, pull us out of there. All right. Can, can I throw an addendum to that, though? And that is that, and this, you know, I said I was in a quandary on the other side of it. This I'm in no quandary at all. And that is that if action is to be taken, it can't be 
the United States taking the action. That in this day and age, it needs to be the we, not the I. All countries together, like what happened to Libya. I think that's a great example of it. Where, you know, I think if one country makes the move, you know, that just creates a lot of controversy. If it's a group doing the right thing to protect a humanitarian need in another country, I think it's much better. It, it looks much better, and in reality, it's much better, if that makes any sense at all. No, no, it, it, it's, it's completely, uh, completely agreed. If it's, okay. if it's America charging in and doing this and doing that, we are, we are destined for disaster, in my particular opinion. And I think Barack well, Obama's done a nice job. It's not there yet but has done a nice job of promoting that it is a, a global world right now, and it's not just the United States is, uh, you know, in charge of everything or the leader. Well, well, well we're not anymore. So. Well, but, yeah, try telling maybe, that maybe. Try, t- try telling that to uh, uh, Dick Cheney, Dick Morris, and some of the other hardcore conservatives. They still well, think if it's... We were, if we weren't, like, 35th in education worldwide over the last, like, 20 years, we'd probably be in a lot better situation as a country. Mm-hmm. I got us 34th, by the way. I think over the weekend we did pass up. I'm not sure, but I think we did pass up. Uh, you my... know, I mean, it's, it's bad, Coach. Okay. All I know is that in the all the way up until like the 60s, the United States was always like the the, the highest educated is that the, uh, country in the world. 35th is that the writers' poll or the coaches' poll? It was someone out there. I do know we're not in the top 20. I do know <laughs> it's the, that America is not even in the 20s. Or like uh, best yeah. education. That so right now, if they had like a BCS for top educated countries, top eight, top sixty, we it wouldn't would we wouldn't even be in the damn playoff. No, 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 no playoff. Absolutely no playoffs. We'd be like in we... the champ sports bowl taking on ball state. <laughs> oh, that's sad. That's yeah. really sad. We got to we got to fire our coach and start winning some games. That's that's what I'm talking about, coach. We no. need to, we need a good a rebuilding class, and this isn't something you do you turn overnight. Okay. No, no reason we shouldn't be in a major bowl on a consistent basis. Talk to the alumni. Fire somebody should be fired. All right, big dog. That was scintillating. That was outstanding, my friend, and a tremendous way of ignoring the fact that your Chicago Cub team got swept all three games by the White Sox. I have no recollection of what you're talking about. <laughs> I didn't think you would. I didn't think you would, but how about them Blackhawks, huh? Uh, well, did Patrick Kane get arrested this weekend? <laughs> Not this week. He took a weekend off. Okay. He figured the protesters were causing enough trouble. Oh, that's good. At least if we can, yeah. we just once a month, and we'll be cool with that, Patrick. Yeah, no don't worry. Next, next weekend, Memorial Day weekend, uh, big weekend down in Southern Illinois. So, if, if you hear of a Patrick Kane sighting next week, good chance it'll be out in Carbondale. Oh, no. I can't wait till classes are out. We don't have to, he'll find out whether somebody's yeah. having a summer school coach. Yeah. By the way, the other reason you brought all this up today, not only to talk about, not talk about your Cubs getting swept, is horse racing, the sport you do not like at all. Did you by no, no any chance, did you chance by chance happen to watch the Preakness? Uh, no, I'm, I was right about to, but my buddy's parking was about to run out, so we left. So you didn't see a, a replay or you heard what happened, though? No, I have no idea what happened. Oh, big dog. It's one of the greatest races I've ever I was, seen. What do you think I was watching Sports Center when I'm down there chasing up like oil? You could have read a paper. You could have caught a highlight. I'll have another. Who, by the way, is a, you know is one step away from the Triple Crown. He has never in any. He won. He won. He won again. Are you kidding me? That horse won. It, it, you got to watch it on YouTube because Bodie. It was like the Kentucky Derby. Bodie Meister started pulling away. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, here comes I'll have another down the stretch. He's closing. He's closing. He's closing. On the TV screen, you can't tell where the finish line is. 
So you really don't know how much room he's got, and it looks like Bodie Meister's going to win it. All of another keeps closing, closing, closing. The last five yards, he beats him by a nostril. It was unbelievable. Holy cow. And uh, I'll have another was like the fourth or fifth favorite. It wasn't even the top favorite well, in the race, was it? After winning the Derby, he became the second favorite. In the Derby, he was like the sixth or seventh favorite and won from the 19th post in his entire racing career. He's a one step away from being a triple crown horse. He's never been a favorite in any race. Something tells me people might be betting on him for this race. Beautiful. I'll have another. Big Dog, uh, tremendous job. We will talk some sports and more. I'm sure we're going to get plenty of angry emails and possibly a few uh, agreement calls today, but it'll be interesting. No, I, I, I can take it. Remember, my point is that everybody should have the right to their own opinion, and they should and they should have enough, you know what, to say it. Okay? At least, at least you didn't say the right to the wrong opinion. <laughs> which, which many of my conservative friends would have said. All right, dog, oh, we'll yeah, talk yeah, tomorrow. Well, yeah. Of course, like, we, like again, everybody that doesn't believe what you believe is wrong. Again, like, like I was saying, you don't follow what I say. All right. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks for listening. Two guys at a mic. TalkZone.com. Back at you tomorrow at 10. Don't be late.